0: you okay, kid? I guess so. You nearly died. I saved you. Well, uh, Pumba helped. A little. Thanks for your help. Hey, where you going? Nowhere. Gee, he looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, 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 no. I mean he's depressed. Oh. Kid, what's eating you? Nothing, he's at the top of the food chain. (laughs) from who cares I can't go back ah you're an outcast that's great so are we what'd you do kid something terrible but I don't want to talk about it good we don't want to hear about it come on Timon anything we can do not unless you can change the past you know kid in times like this my buddy Timon here says you gotta put your behind in your past. no no uh, no I mean amateur no. lie down before you hurt yourself It's you gotta put your past behind you. Look, kid, bad things happen, and you can't do anything about it, right? Right. Wrong! When the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. Well, that's not what I was taught. Then maybe you need a new lesson. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hey. Oh, now, how about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod, beautiful souls, beautiful souls, paging all of my beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of the I Said No podcast. Hashtag what ISN pod. Happy summer solstice, my beautiful soul. Happy. 101 degree day. Yes, today, the day I am recording right now, it is, well, it feels like 101 or 102 in New York City. We are in the midst of uh, what some would like to call a heat wave. I just like to call it global warming and what summers are now and will be going forward. So again, happy summer solstice. If you're hot and you're sweating, I hope that you find a place to cool off. I hope you are hydrated and moisturized. I hope your skin and your melanin is popping. I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going to be, you feel loved and you're giving love and you're receiving love. I hope that you are sun worshiping and water worshiping. I hope that you are AC worshiping. Yeah, if you're in that air conditioning, enjoy it. I actually just turned mine off so that I can record and I think I'm going to regret it I might even just turn it back on and let you guys hear it and, and and say the hell with this audio because it is that hot in New York City, but we asked for this heat. Am I correct? We were tired of winter and snow and rain and we said we want to go outside and we want to worship the sun and we want to swim and we want to be on rooftops and we want to barbecue. And now that we have it, the majority of us are complaining about the heat. But I, I will not be a hypocrite. I will say thank you to the universe. I will say thank you to God for allowing me to feel the sun on my skin and I will do everything it takes to make sure that I remain healthy and hydrated during the remainder of this summer solstice season. I am fresh off of the Lion King visuals. I literally just saw it hours ago and and then I went for a dip in the pool and decided, I'm just going to record tonight while my message is fresh, on my brain so before we get into Timon and Pumbaa you know what this sound means it is time for our church announcements on today's agenda for our church announcements i want to discuss the live show that i am throwing that is happening on august 31st saturday august 31st to be exact at five thirty p.m in brooklyn new york at star bar the one year anniversary live i said no podcast recording and party will be happening did you hear what I said? Hashtag ISM pod live is going down. If you are listening to the sound of my voice and you will be in New York for Labor Day weekend, or you're thinking about traveling for Labor Day weekend and you don't know where you want to go yet. I suggest that you come and visit New York and hang out with me and party with me and come and vibe with me and listen to me and watch me live so I can listen and watch you live and we can party together. I am so grateful to be on this microphone for one whole year, uh, this upcoming Labor Day weekend as a solo creative, as a solo podcaster. I am excited to share with you my joy about stepping out of my comfort zone, releasing my codependency needs and trusting my talents, my gifts and my abilities on my own. And that is a big deal for me. And I wanted to celebrate that. So again, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, click that link. In my bio, yes. Click the link in my bio. Click the link on all of the posts that I have been posting on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to that Eventbrite page and buy your I Said Note podcast, live recording and party tickets. Yeah, you should come through. And for those of you who already purchased your tickets, I am humbled. I am appreciative. I am grateful for you. For those of you who keep sending me DMs and messages and saying that I'm going to get my ticket, I'm going to buy it. I appreciate you. And I'm grateful for you too, for even considering to spend not only your time with me, but your hard earned cash to support the I said, no podcast movement. For those of you who told me I won't be here, I'm going away. That's the last week of the summer. I'm taking a vacation. Thank you for even thinking that you have to even tell me what you're doing and give me a reason as to why you won't be able to attend. I appreciate that. I don't take that for granted. I don't I don't need to know any of your business. I don't deserve in some cases to know any of your personal business, but you seeing fit to tell me uh, means a lot to me. It means a lot to me um, and I appreciate that and I want to say thank you to everyone in every category, whether you purchased, you're going to purchase or you can't purchase for any reason, whether you're going away, you can't afford it or you just don't want to attend. That's fine too and I appreciate you too if you don't want to attend. For those of you who are letting me know that you will be purchasing tickets. Know that this episode is being recorded at the end of July. Who knows when you will hear it. But as of now, ticket sales will end on Tuesday, August 27th. Again, the show is Saturday, August 31st in Brooklyn, New York at 5.30 p.m. Ticket sales end on Monday, August 27th or when they are sold out, whichever comes first. I am praying for a sellout, but you know what? You know what I learned over the last years as a coach, a speaker, and a podcaster, and somewhat of an event planner at times? It doesn't matter who even buys the ticket. That doesn't mean that people will automatically show up, but whoever's in the room is meant to be in the room. Though the back of Star Bar can hold about 50 people, know that if five of you show up, if 10 of you show up, if 20 of you show up, if one person shows up. I am going to literally give you everything that I have inside me as if I am on the stage at a sold out Madison square garden concert, a uh, live show, talk demonstration, seminar, whatever, whatever. Just know that the room does not have to be packed to capacity for me to be grateful for your presence and for me to deliver, deliver, deliver on my word. So I look forward to seeing all of you, all of you who purchase tickets and those of you who purchase tickets and will be able to attend. I am looking forward to seeing you. I'm looking forward to dancing with you. I have DJ go in my favorite New York DJ. He plays really no games. Like listen, when that Afro beats and reggae drops, (laughs) when the mashup, the blending the seamless blending that this boy, not even boy, let me not even say that, this young man does. He keeps me satisfied. He keeps my feet satisfied. I am always on the dance floor when DJ Go In is on the ones and twos. And it was important for me to have a party and not just a live recording. I don't want to sit there and just talk to you or talk at you. No, no. I want to talk to you, with you, for you, about you. I wanna to listen to you. That's why there'll be a and a section, yep. And everyone who buys a VIP ticket has access to the Q&A section first and only if that's all we have time for. They are going to be seated front row. Yes, you VIPers, and you will be able to ask a question, make a comment, make a statement, and just join in the conversation. In addition, there will be some new merch there. I just got the email today for the new T-shirts and slogans that are coming out and a few other things that I would like to have there. And I'm just looking forward to just blessing you and being a blessing. And I'm looking forward to getting blessed by your presence i want to inhale you all i want to hug and embrace you all i want to take pictures with you all i want to dance with you all and of course your usual suspects will be in the building that is right you know hype williams will be in the building you know denise joe will be in the building and those of you who love the last episode simply marvelous with my pops with my pops pastor calvin haynes to you he will also be in the building he done turned into a little celebrity y'all mm-hmm Y'all done turned him out, honey. And he was like, well, when are we doing the next one? And a lot of you, I want to thank you for sending me uh, tweets and DMs saying that you have follow-up questions and you would like to see him um, and me uh, do a webinar or an Instagram live or something together. That is in the works. I am going to use my platform to propel people who you wouldn't normally hear or listen to or see and put their greatness on display. It's not about me. No, 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 no. I am a vessel. And if my podcast or my Instagram live or my Zoom and my webinars are a platform for others to be a blessing to you, I am fine stepping back in a way and allowing them to do so. So that will be coming and it will probably be coming when I release, I don't, I think I'm saying this right or wrong, tomato, tomato, Patreon or patron? Which one is it? Is it Patreon? Is it patron? Either way, For most of you who are listening, you may or may not know what that is. It is a subscription service and I am setting minds up now and I will have tiers where you can subscribe for a small monthly fee for certain things that I do like my monthly coaching calls or my monthly coaching webinars. And on those monthly coaching webinars, you will have guests like Pastor Calvin Haynes and you will have guests that you recommend and love, whether they have been on the I Said No podcast already or people that you suggest and recommend that I feel are in alignment with my intentions for you and the mission that I am put here to do, I will have them on as well. In addition to extra episodes of I Said Know the Podcast with the amazing guests that you love and save all the, save all, not all, should I save all? Mm, I don't know, I haven't decided yet. Some or all of the best stuff for my subscription services. So some of the webinars that you guys are requesting and visuals and actual talk back sessions the thing that i like about webinars is you're able to ask questions live and you're able to connect uh live with the people that you want to speak to so i am working on that <sighs> ISM pod live 83119 Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York, Star Bar, come out. There is a full bar. There is bar food and it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn is beautiful. There's so many places to go and so many vibes to absorb. And I wanna absorb them with you. Buy your ticket today. And you know what? You know how I am. Sometimes I'm like, I don't wanna promote so much. I don't wanna be that annoying person who every post and every podcast they talk about, it's just about their pumping and selling and pumping and selling. But you know what? If I can see pictures of your food, Okay, if I can see pictures of your tan line, if I can see pictures of your train rides, if I can see pictures of your children's poopy pampers, if I can see pictures of everything that you post every day, why can't you see my advertisement for my business to flourish? Huh? Huh? If I can see what you post, if I can scroll by or click or double tap or purchase anything that you put out, why am I ashamed or embarrassed or nervous to promote myself and my business. Why? 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 I don't know why, but guess what? I ain't doing it no more. ISN Pod Live 83119. Brooklyn, New York. Me, Stephanie the Life Architect on stage, doing this. Hello, beautiful soul unicorns. Me and you. I will see you there. Click the link in all of my bios or just simply visit ismpod_live.eventbrite.com. underscore live dot that is ismpod underscore live dot That is ISNPOD underscore live dot I cannot wait. I cannot wait I cannot wait to see you there. So let's get into Timon and Pumbaa. Yes, the famous meerkat and wart hog of the Lion King movie. Now, while Beyonce Giselle Knowles-Carter's Magnificence has taken over this Lion King weekend as it should because the gift album, Had me crying at my desk, the the, the sewing into my brown skin, the empowering uh, deliverance of my ancestry, the love and respect and admiration for the gifts that have been untapped for, to me, about me, for me, with you, about you, that she spoke to and stirred up. Hmm. The Afro beats, the culture, the black-as-fuck beauty that she brought to us via sound was fantastic. Mm. Mm -hmm. With that said, this is not about the queen. I digress. This is about my favorite characters from the 1994 animated movie, excuse me, animated franchise called The Lion King. Now, for many people, they focus on Mufasa and Simba when it comes to The Lion King. And understandably so. Mufasa played in 1994 and now by the living legend himself, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, that voice, that presence. It's godlike, isn't it? Mufasa, the father to young Simba in the movie The Lion King is such a presence, such a force. And for many of us, the father that we need, needed, wanted, or want. And in some cases, for some of you listening, he is the father that you had or have. And if that is the case, cherish him because that is a blessing. Mufasa was a king. Mufasa was a king in stature. Mufasa was a king in every way. He had a fluffy, lustrous mane, full of body, and hairography. Yes, that wind blew and that mane was blowing in the wind. He had his Beyonce fan anytime his monologue was popping. He was a husband. He was a leader. He was the head of his household and his kingdom. He bore a son. His son was named Simba. When he bore a son as the eldest lion, his son became next in line to inherit the throne. This is one of my favorite Disney movies. I believe it's actually my favorite Favorite number one, yeah, it's my favorite. Uh, Little Mermaid second, and we'll definitely get into an adult eyes and break down the Little Mermaid at a later time. But the Lion King for me is number one because there's so many lessons in it. it. It was such a beautiful story. It is just something that I feel has so many lessons that we can learn from, and in fact, it is the reason why we have the adult eyes segment here on the I Said No podcast. About two years ago, I was called to speak by my friend and colleague, Nancy Ruffin, the Latina Oprah. She has an end of year event every year where she gathers women and men who have attended her workshop or not, her vision board workshop or not, who want to speak about how their year is ending versus how it began and the updates about their vision boards and just their plans and intention for their lives. And I was sick as a dog and had the flu and it was by my house and I decided I'm going to drug myself up, take some DayQuil, I'm going to throw on a wig uh, and I'm just going to go handle it. I looked a mess, but I said, I'm going to show up and handle it because I had something in my spirit that was sizzling that I wanted to get out. And I was a woman of my word and wanted to make sure that she understood that, felt that and wanted to make sure that the audience that was expecting me to show up, had what they had signed up for. So I show up and I'm fresh off of watching the Lion King about two nights prior. And I said, you know, now that I'm an adult, I see this with such different light. I see so many different things and life lessons and I'm going to take these lessons and that's what I'm going to speak to these ladies about. So I get on stage and it's a room full of networking as many of these atten- events tend to be about. And it just, It just flowed, it flowed, it flowed, it flowed, it flowed. And I focused on Timon and Pumbaa versus Mufasa and Simba. And I'll tell you why in a second. Let's get back to Simba really quickly. In today's time, Simba would be the equivalent of a spoiled privileged millennial or a spoiled, well, yeah, they're still spoiled and privileged, celebrity child, right? Celebrity children. He would be the equivalent of Northwest, St. West, Blue Ivy, Apple Paltrow is that Gwyneth Paltrow's children's child's name? or any of these celebrity kids, Baby Future, Sierra Sun, any of these celebrity kids we see constantly on these gossip blogs and sites that, oh, Assad, yeah, Assad DJ Khaled's son, that we see and they're living their best life. And while we joke and say things like, wow, I wish DJ Khaled was my dad and, oh, Blue Ivy told me I'm poor, Jen, to sit down, uh, go sit down somewhere. Simba would be the equivalent of them because Mufasa, the king who ruled, uh would be the equivalent of jay-z and beyonce so i would associate simba in layman's terms in today's terms that he would be a celebrity kid when you have a father of such stature right it's no different than having kim kardashian as a mother jay-z as a father this is what it is for the simba of today with that being said When I was growing up, I didn't see Simba as spoiled. I didn't see Simba as privileged. All I did was feel bad for Simba. And now with adult eyes, I see the level of privilege that he inherited. And when you inherit land automatically, there is something in you that tells you you don't have to work for it. It is already yours. That same privilege feeling was taken from his uncle named Scar. Now, next to Timon and Pumbaa, Scar is my other favorite character and then Rafiki is also one of my favorite characters but Scar is so layered and complex and everybody automatically labels him the villain which he is without understanding why the villain is who he is Scar 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 did not receive the strength of his older brother As you see, they discuss in their first interaction with each other because Scar missed the blessing of Prince Simba, baby Simba. And in today's land, what happened with Simba on the top of Pride Rock would be a christening. Simba was christened and his uncle was not there. And when you first see Scar with his brother, his older brother, you automatically feel the energy of disdain and jealousy and a few other words to describe the energy that comes off screen in the cartoon 1994 version and the version of today. Before Scar enters Zazu, Zazu, which is Mufasa's loyal, loyal, loyal right hand bird, loyal right hand bird has interaction with Scar. And I don't know about you, but my adult eyes caught Zazu antagonizing Scar, Because though Zazu is extremely loyal to his king, to his majesty, as he should be, he is very condescending and he has a bit of privilege himself. In any other circumstances, Scar would eat him alive. And he knows this and he tells Scar this. Yet he also reminds Scar how he is less than Mufasa and how Mufasa is the king and how he will never be the king thanks to Simba's birth. See, what we don't understand is many of us have Zazu moments. Mm -hmm. Many of us antagonize people about things people are already insecure about. And though it is not our responsibility when others take heinous actions on other people, but we have to understand we play a part at times when we dig the hole a little deeper when we bring up and fan the flame of insecurity that other people possess. And I believe Zazu did that upon entry into Scar's domain I digress we'll get to Zazu another time because in my in my eyes this is going to be a whole series because the breakdown of every character is so intricate and I learned so much from each one of them that I don't want to keep you here for too many hours so we might just have to have a part two and part three is that all right all right so now we go back to the interaction between Mufasa and his brother and as I said Scar did not get the strength out of the DNA pool But he got the brains. And if you paid attention in the cartoon and in this version, when Mufasa asked him if he wanted to challenge him, he said no. He said, no, 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 no. I I don't want to challenge you. I know better. I did not get the strength or the brawn out of the two. But he said, and I quote, I got the lion's share Of the brains. And I believe what he was telling his brother is don't underestimate me. Because you are strong and can snap my neck. Doesn't mean that I don't have strength in different ways. And the one thing about Mufasa that was a flaw. Because we all have to have something right. No one's perfect. Is he was so focused on being the king. That he underestimated his opponents. And he didn't underestimate the opponents out you know at Pride Rock. Oh no, not everything the son touched. He underestimated the opponents right under his nose in his family. And too many of us think that our families, because they share our DNA, no matter how ornery they are, no matter how nasty they are to us every time they see us, no matter how much they act like they don't want to be a part of our family, no matter how nasty and rude our interactions are with each other, we still believe that because they're family, they won't do us dirty. I am here to tell you that you need not underestimate someone just because they share your DNA, beautiful soul. DNA is not an automatic pass for someone to backstab you, to kill you, to hurt you or your children, okay? And that interaction with him and Scar, Mufasa and Scar, that's what that reminded me of and told me. You are the king, you are strong, you lead well, Mufasa, but you have a flaw, you underestimate people. You don't see it coming because you gave him a home. And even Zazu said he should have been thrown out of the pride a long time ago. And what did Mufasa say? As a beautiful being as he is, he said, no, 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 he is my brother and I am the king. And as long as I am the king, he will always have a place to stay. You underestimate your brother's ruthlessness. Did I say that right? Ruthlessness. Because he's your brother. Some of you need to disconnect from your toxic DNA right now. You got them under your roof. You're getting them jobs. You're loaning them money. You're there every time they call. And you don't realize that they are draining you emotionally, physically, financially, and spiritually. And they will turn on you in a heartbeat once they find a way in, once they realize their strength that you don't have, they will use it to tear you and your children down. But because they are family, you are choosing to overlook their toxicity and keep them at pride rock. Are you following me so far? Let's move on. So we have a young prince who is automatically inheriting his father's earth. And we have a God who decides that that's not enough. There is greatness already handed to this young boy. He is already going to be a great king. But I don't know about you, but sometimes greatness isn't enough for God. Some of us have excellence and magnificence in us that he needs to pull out. Some of us cannot just be good. Some of us just cannot be great. Some of us have to be excellent and some of us can't just be excellent. Some of us have to be magnificent and some of us don't want to be excellent and magnificent. We want to chill and be comfortable with everybody who's just good, right? I know I do sometimes. Is, is, can anybody relate? And I don't always want to be great because greatness takes work and I'm tired, Lord, and I I just don't know why I got to do this and do that and everybody else get to chill and everybody on the gram and Twitter just chilling and wash and drinking and smoking and partying. And I to be great, I got I to gotta do things that others don't do. So why would I want to turn around and then turn that greatness into excellence? Because that's the level of discipline and commitment that is even more than the goodness and greatness. And then you're going to have the nerve to tell me I have to be magnificent. Simba, who sang about not waiting to be king. Oh, I, I just can't wait to be king this boy was singing about what he's gonna do and what nobody's gonna tell him to do okay this boy was singing ain't nobody gonna tell me be there no one saying do this no one's saying do this and do that no one's telling me where to be i just can't wait oh ah. he took him to church Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Shout out to Jason Weaver, the original voice of Simba, who killed it in 1994. Okay, living legend. I digress. This boy was singing in the jungle with Bay. Didn't know it was Bay. No, he didn't know Nala was his boo. No, 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 no. Zazu tried to tell him in the original 1994 version. One of my favorite lines from Zazu is, ah, look at love blossoming in the Savannah heat. Or under the Savannah sun, something to that nature. And of course, just like this version, when they're like, what? What are you talking about? And when I often say all fianced, that's where I get it from, guys. The original version. When he's like, "Uh, she'll be your fiancé. Basically, all fiance, betrothed. They were like, what? He was just out here with his friend, not realizing. Not realizing that his queen was standing right next to him. And his queen was the one who was going to introduce him to his kingdom again. But I will digress. I will digress because not only her own episode, honey, because a queen needs her own episode, how she saved the day, how she was one of the reasons, just like Timon and Pumbaa, as to why the king took his throne. He out here want to be grown, tired of being called a cub, trying to growl, meow, 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 meow. His crappy little, his crappy little, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to roar like his daddy. How many of us wanted to be grown before it was time? I'm raising my hand. Raise your hand with me. How many of us wanted to be grown before a time like Simba, not realizing that we were young for a reason? We were youthful for a reason. We had a little snarl, a little light growl for a reason. Now we see that with adult eyes, but in the moment, we just wanted to be grown. We was out here singing too. Oh, I just can't wait to be grown. And now look at you, wishing for your youth. Simba asked for something and he got it. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready because he asked for it, and in seconds later, in sec- seconds later, he was in a grown situation that he couldn't handle. He was in the hyena pit that he could not handle because you wanted to be grown so damn bad. Well, let me throw you in a grown situation and see what you do. And you know what happened in that situation? His grown father who told him to stay in a child's place had to come and save him. I wish I would have listened. Beautiful souls. I wish I would have listened to my mama, mommy Carmen. I'm pops. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't listen to you many times when you you told me to stay in a child's place about certain things that I had no knowledge or should have had no knowledge about that I ended up finding out by getting in my own version of the hyena's den. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's fast forward a little bit. So that was his first taste of adult life that he couldn't handle. Then he has an intimate, beautiful moment with his father that ended up out of scolding. His father told Zazu to take Nala home and he wanted to let him know how disappointed he was and why he was scared and that he was scared. That was his vulnerable moment with his son that always thought he was fearless to let him know that he's brave. And he said, I'm brave when I have to be. I don't walk around here as the king because I want to be Billy badass. I have to be a certain way. How many of you have to be? Mm-mm-mm. How many are you in situations that you have to be this? You have to be brave. You have to show up. You have to do this because your family members and people around you don't pick up the slack. So you don't have a choice or you put yourself in situations. You have an apartment you can't afford, so you have to work all of those extra hours. You're living above your means, so you have to do this or that. You already shacked up with him or her and you're not happy and you can't afford this place by yourself, so you have to stay in this relationship. You have to show up brave every day. You have to be a parent because you didn't wear protection when you were having sex in your youth. You have to show up. How many of us can relate to Mufasa when he said, I am this way because I have to be? I'm brave when I have to be. I'm fearless when I have to be. I am showing up and doing this because I have to be because the title that I possess, the title that I possess warrants this bravery. Now it's time for Simba to walk out of his greatness into developing his excellence. We go back to Scar who is scorned on the inside and the outside. He has a scar on his face and a scar on his heart and in his soul. And he wants the throne. Without Simba being present or alive, he would have automatically been the king of Pride rock. And he is upset. He is hurt. He wants revenge. And let me tell you something. Anyone who is plotting something out of revenge know that even if you win up front, it will not last long. Mm -mm. Nothing, nothing great lasts out of revenge. That ego, that unfulfilled hole cannot breed excellence. We fast forward again to Scar spending quote unquote time with his nephew and setting him up to be killed. The brains, the brains that he said, the lion's share of brains that he told his brother he had. He warned his brother and his brother ignored. His brother did not kick him out the house because that's family. Those brains he spoke of, he put to use and collaborated with the hyenas to take over the land, to kill not only his nephew, but his brother. He succeeded. You know why he succeeded? Because he's a master manipulator. Mm -hmm. He used those brains to manipulate the hyenas. He used those brains to manipulate his young, impressionable nephew. Now, here's the thing. Again, as great as a father as Mufasa was, he did not teach his child not to underestimate people. Why? Because he needed to learn himself not to underestimate people. And instead of telling his son who his uncle really was, he did not share. He did not share with his son why he shouldn't go in the elephant graveyard. He didn't share with his son why his uncle was a caste, away why his uncle was a cast out of the family why his uncle was the black sheep of the family parents explain things to your kids Parents, let people know why. Yes, it is great for you to want them to form their own opinion and not taint them with your pain and not taint them with your trauma. There is a way to do it where you're not tainting them with your trauma or painting them with your trauma brush, but you're letting them know you're planting the seed of wisdom as to why this person is not allowed. These people are not allowed or we're not going to these places. Your children need to know why. Why? why certain things are off limits. And because Simba did not know that, because that lesson was not given to him by his father, he trusted this man called Uncle Scar. And he believed that this guy would not hurt him. What Simba didn't realize is, even when he was talking to Scar and he said something to antagonize him unintentionally, this young boy said, can you believe that I'm gonna be king and I'll even be able to tell you what to do? Isn't that crazy? isn't that crazy uncle unbeknownst to him his uncle was stewing right behind him took him to a place and told him this is where we practice our roar this is where boys become men because you want to be grown so bad I know your sore weak spot this is where where it happens little did Simba know that he was putting him in the midst of a stampede and he knew that that young cub would not be able to survive the stampede let alone a grown Mufasa and you see Simba struggling, stressed out, trying to figure out why am I here? And I need help. All of a sudden he's not singing about how he can't wait to be king. He is crying out for his father. Dad, help me is what young Simba is doing. And, As the father that Mufasa is, the minute he heard his son was in need, he dropped everything and he ran. It was beautiful. He ran to save his son and he stood side by side with his brother who was pretending the whole time that he too was in shock. And he too was scared. Oh, let me tell you about those manipulative people in your life. They know how to act, honey. They need an Oscar for the the performance that they put on. The Academy Awards and Emmys need an entire category for them because they are so good at making you believe that they care, that they're doing this for you, when in fact, it is their agenda that they are serving only and at all. So, Mufasa dies. We know what happens. I don't have to recap that. We cry. We feel it deep down in our souls. And what happens once Mufasa dies is really important because this young boy is grieving. Yes, this young celebrity child who watched his father die is grieving and he believes it's his own fault. And here comes Master Manipulator. If you notice in both of the movies when he is laying and cuddling up under his father's body, trying to start the mourning process, his uncle comes and he pulls him away. He literally pulls Simba away because he does not want him to feel the emotional attachment any longer. Did anybody peep that? He pulls him to him as if I am holding you to help you grieve. But what he does is fill Simba full of guilt and shame. And if anybody listening understands, understands what I've been saying for for as long as you've been following me and watching me and listening to me, shame makes you small. Guilt makes you small. It makes you want to shrink and run and hide. And this master manipulator made this boy run And hide. It is your fault. How do you tell the tribe? What will everyone think? Instead of allowing this boy to grieve and telling him, you know, things happened and it wasn't your fault and you wouldn't have been here without me. No, 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 no. That wasn't the plan. The plan was to make him feel like the outcast that Scar had been feeling all along. The transference of energy so that the transference of the throne could come was Scar's entire plan. What do I do? uncle Scar? Who are your children around? Who do they call auntie and uncle? Who's their titi and tío? Huh? Who's abuela and abuela? Hmm? What do I do when my parent is not here to guide me, uncle? Run. Take your shame. Run. You're small now. Run and hide. And the boy listens and he sends the hyenas to kill him. But God, let me tell you something. (laughs) People will try to kill you. But when I say you have a protection over you, many of you listening should have been dead already. You should have been physically dead, emotionally dead, financially dead. You should have been mentally dead. You should have been in an asylum right now. You should be in the hospital right now having uh, a monitoring for your mental state. You should be homeless. You should be in a shelter. You should be, you should, 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 should be chased by hyenas in any area of your life. But you got away as well. Because there was greatness on the horizon for you. And if you were already in greatness like Simba, there was excellence on the horizon for you. Or there was magnificence. Or not even say was, is magnificence on the horizon for you. Simba gets away. And now we enter my favorite part. We enter a young cub destitute in the desert. He's grieving. He's hurting. He's dehydrated. He is emotionally homeless. Simba was emotionally homeless. Simba was actually physically homeless as well because he had just, in his mind, lost his kingdom, not realizing that he gave up his kingdom. But this was all in God's plan, so it had to happen. Understand that you might have to be sabotaged, you might have to be betrayed in order for you to reach your potential. This boy was grieving. Can you imagine the amount of trauma in real life? Watching your your father die, your beloved father die, losing your inheritance being told to flee and actually doing so. Can you imagine the emotional and mental, mental weight that could be on someone to experience that in real life? In real life, you know, child services would have been called in real life. Child services would have been called. Where is this young boy that disappeared? We got grown folk all around, uncles, his mama, everybody around. And this boy just gone and he vanished into thin air. Oh honey, the first 48 would have been on Simba. Right? So he's in the wilderness, like many of us are right now. Many of us are in the wilderness in many ways. And I will say it again, as I always say, emotionally, physically, mentally, sexually, financially, spiritually, in the wilderness. This boy was about to die and perish, dehydrated. And you know, when the vultures start to swarm, that is because the end of life is near. They actually can smell it and they know it. He was about to be lunch. For the vultures, how many of you have vultures swarming around you at the moment? They believe that you are on thin ice. They believe that you are on your deathbed and they are just here to pick at your carcass. Mm -hmm. You call them friends, you call them family, you call them coworkers. Hell, you call them wife, you call them husband. You might call them children. You might call them son or daughter. You might call them mom or dad. How many vultures are swarming around you waiting for your last breath so they can pick apart everything of you, for you, by you that you've built? and that you will leave for your children, if anything at all. I know a few who's circling around me, but honey, there's a pulse here, okay? A pulse is here. A warthog enters with a meerkat. In any other situation, Timon and Pumbaa would have been Simba's prey. Do you understand where I'm going with this? In any other situation, had Mufasa not died and actually gotten to train his son on hunting properly, not just playing around to hunt Zazu, to actually hunt properly for the circle of life. Pumbaa, a warthog, would have been a pork chop for Simba. That meerkat, Timon, would have been the floss in between his teeth, as he stated. But because God knew that he was sending Timon and Pumbaa to elevate you until your excellence and then to your magnificence. I have to remove your father who would have given you the lesson that you would have had to eat them from you. That lesson could not have have been taught to you because if it had been, they wouldn't have stood a chance to help save you. Does that make sense to anybody? How many of us are missing opportunities to link up with people that will take us to the next level because in any other situation, they would have been competition. They would have been prey. Oh, that's another podcaster. I can't. Mm -mm. Her show better than mine. She get more followers, more listens, more likes. I can't get with her. She's my competition. He used to like her. Mm -mm." So she would have been, we'd have been beefing. We'd have been at odds. One of us would have been chasing the other. We'd have been scratching and clawing each other's eyes out. There's no way I can learn or allow Someone to help me like him or her? No, he's my prey in the hood. Mm-mm. She always got the best hairstyles. I gotta tear her down. I don't like her. She thinks she's all that. How many people have people who would have been their prey or would have been the prey too that we are missing out on levels? Oh my God, we're missing out on so many levels of greatness because we're not allowing who was supposed to be by society standards, our prey in to help us evolve. Timon and Puba showed up as saviors to tell him that he needs to focus and move on. He needs to move on and he needs to focus on what he can do for his present and not dwell on his past. And not only did they do that, oh my goodness, they gave him a mantra. They gave him a mantra. They affirmed with him. They taught him about Akuna Matata because it means no worries, right? For the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy, Hakuna Matata. Now, I personally don't agree with everything Timon and Pumbaa said. I don't believe life is meaningless. I don't believe life is not a circle of life, that it's just a straight line and you take care of yourself. Because even though they were saying that, that is not what they executed. They took care of each other and then they ended up taking care of Simba. Not only did they take care of him with a mantra and started to affirm with him and get him to shift his mindset. How many of your friends help you shift your mindset? How many of them give you mantras and affirm with you? How many of your friends pray with you or pray for you? How many people see you down in the desert and destitute and about to be homeless if you're not already homeless or emotionally homeless and physically homeless and actually step in and say, no, 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 no. We can't dwell on the past. We're going to focus on the future. I see greatness in you. Even if the greatness is you'll be able to help me because that is what they initially said. Can we keep him? Can, can he stay with us? Because he might be able to help us when he gets big, right? He might be able to help us not be lunch for someone else. They also taught him how to be a vegan. They also said, okay, we're not going to sit here and allow him to eat and destroy us. What we have to do is teach him the ways of our jungle and not his own. Yes, they had some personal things attached to saving Simba. Sure, sure, sure. They had some stake in the game. Absolutely. Some skin in the game. Sure, sure. Sure, but we're talking about a 10 year or so development of a relationship. He came as a cub, gained 400 pounds and became a young male lion. So we're looking at maybe a decade. He left when he was what? Seven, six, eight, what? A young cub. He came back in 18 or 21 roughly. Are you following me? They had time with this young cub and helped train him and raise him into being a young man. Timon and Pumbaa raised Simba with lessons of love and nurturing. Again, yes, it started out as something selfish. They wanted protection, but they grew to love, respect, and admire this young boy. And they would not have been able to do that should his father be alive, because if his father was alive, he not only would have never been in Timon and Pumbaa's space, but he would have learned how to kill and hunt Timon and Pumbaa. Grief sometime is for a reason. This boy lost his father, betrayal often is for a reason he was betrayed by his uncle because if he did not lose his father if he was not betrayed by his uncle if he did not lose it all if he was not destitute he would not have met timon and pumbaa timon and pumbaa were the catalyst of ushering him into his excellence Are you following me? How many of us can be Timon and Pumbas for other people? How many of us need Timon and Pumbas, but we won't let them in again because they are our prey. They are our competition. They're not like me. They're beneath me. They don't dress like me. They're not as fly as me or they are flyer than me. They'll never like me. They'll never accept me. I don't fit in this space. I go in rooms and I'm quiet because I don't believe I fit here. I don't think that I'm anything. I don't know if I'll be a help. I don't know if they'll help me. How many of us need Timon and pumba? How many of us can be the Timon? And boombas for other people why are we only clicking up with people who are just like us why are we only hanging with other meerkats and other warthogs and other lions why aren't we meshing and mingling with each other that scene right there when they got him together it means no worries for the rest of your days what they say y'all because it's our problem free philosophy Akuna matata, come on. Akuna matata, honey. They was out there harmonizing and jamming. Akuna matata, akuna matata. How many people can you get to akuna matata with you? Someone needs exactly what you have. Someone needs that podcast. Someone needs that song. Someone needs that poem. Someone needs that outfit. Someone needs that seamstress. Someone needs their hair done by you. Someone needs their makeup done by you. Someone needs you to edit their book. Someone needs you to help them record. Someone needs your engineering skills. Someone needs your massage. Someone needs your babysitting. Someone needs your cooking. Someone needs your house cleaning. Someone needs your coaching. Someone needs your therapy. Somebody needs something from you, Timon and Pumbaa. Are you willing to give it to them? Fast forward, fast forward, he is now youthful and vibrant and, and and a young man and he's searching and he's searching and he knows, he knows that there's something out there that keeps calling him, but he's trying to ignore it because his shame still keeps him small. Though he is big in stature now, his mane lustrous like his father, his shame still keeps him small as young Simba. His body was big, but he was an adult wrapped in young Simba. Yes, honey, you don't understand that many of us are still out here. Yes, we have breasts and we're developed and we have bodies and booties. And yes, we're men and got chests and we got penises and we're grown and we pay bills and we have children. But many of you listening, including myself at times, are adults. We are adults by our ID and the number on our ID and the years we've been around the sun. But many of us are children wrapped in adult flesh. We have our young Simbas that speak for us all the time. That damage that we keep running from, that we keep hiding from, that shame and guilt that keeps us small, we don't address. Enter his queen. Let me tell you something, fellas. Yes, you are the head. And if you listen to the last episode with my pops, Pastor Calvin Haynes, he broke down the role of a man in a marriage and the role of a woman. I am the heart. I am the lungs. I'm your rib. I came from you. You are the head. The head the head of this relationship. However, there are times when you are not doing what you need to do, Simba. You need to be where you need to be. You need to resume your throne. You need to come home. You need to take command of your house. How many of you fellas need to take a command of your home? How many of you fellas need to take command of your home? How many of you fellas need to take command of your home? All of the Nylas listening to me right now, I applaud you. Mm-hmm. I know that you are the body and I know that you are tired. You left the destitute pride rock to search for your man. Mm -hmm. You knew that he needed to take his position as king, but you, but you, you, (laughs) you didn't allow your anger for his disappearance or the assumed death of him to take over. You still left to search for help. You are carrying the emotional, financial, physical, spiritual weight of this relationship mental on your shoulders but you still rise you are a lioness who cares about her home who cares about her home and doesn't want to see it destructed anymore oh any more than it already has you don't want to see it disappear it is on the verge of no returning you you leave your home and you seek help and that help might come in the form of another man Mm -hmm. that help might come in the form of another man or woman that help might come and be disguised in someone else's pants. It might be another job. It might be that you're picking up the bottle. You search for help because the head of the household is either present and not present fellas. Yes, we can all be in the house, but not doing a damn thing or they physically left and you You are searching for your king. You are searching for him to take his throne. You are searching for the head to be attached back to the body and you are doing it all on your own. And then you find that he is still there. The relationship between Nyla and Simba reminds me of how sometimes, though no matter how heavy it is, ladies, when we have a man who is worth it, we cannot browbeat him down. Nala kept it real. Mhm. She told him, "You need to come home. You need to come on home. You need to come on home and stop playing games." Yeah, they frolicked. Mhm. They made out. They maybe they they went in the woods and the water. Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, they did that. Mhm. They did. They had a moment. She went with Bay. You know, she pulled the panties to the side. Yes, yes, yes. She had a moment, but. She didn't lead with her labia. No, Nyla did not do that. Nyla realized that he still wasn't ready. And she was like, well, I'm going to go back and still go find some help. What we need to learn from Nyla, ladies, is we can't be out here only listening to what we want to hear. He said what he said. He told her he wasn't going home. That ain't his home. Nala didn't pretend like us women tend to do to hear something that he didn't say. He said he wasn't with it. She didn't pretend that he said, I'll be with it in a little while. Just give me some time and stick around. She didn't do that. She said, you ain't with it. I'm out. She did not lead with her labia. So what? The moment by the waterfalls was magical. I am here with intention, Simba. I have goals, Simba. You have created a new life here with Timon and Pumbaa, and it seems like you're not on one accord with me. I thought you were dead. You have resurrected, and you are still. still not the man that I need you to be to run this household. So I have to go take notes that Nyla played no games. I have a mission. I have an intention for my family and my home. And if you are not willing to match it and be who you should be in this here story of us, then I'm going to let you know that I am parting ways Bye, Simba while Timon and Pumbaa had a hint of jealousy and stood on the side. They allowed him to outgrow them. Do you hear what I say? How many of us have friendships that believe every time there's a level and we don't speak as much as we used to and we don't go out like we used to, that it's always a breakup or a breakdown? But can it be that we Timon and Puma the situation and allow growth to take place? Yeah, we could be in our feelings and feel what we feel because Timon and Puma did feel that. They were like, "Uh uh-oh, who this girl? What you mean he the king? You got the wrong lion sister. He ain't the king of nothing. This is just our homeboy. Like, you wildin'. Mm-mm. Oh, wait, he a king? Go where? Uh-uh. So, wait, she gonna take him? Oh, so now that's that means it's just gonna be us two. He said, uh, I think one of them said, uh, this trio's gonna turn down into a duo. They felt some type of way. But even in their way feeling, what did not they do? They did not stop him. They did not try to make him feel bad. They didn't badmouth Nyla. They did nothing but support him. Timon and Pumbaa, the unsung heroes of this here movie, helped this man develop into the king that he was destined to be. They found him and he was good. They found him and he was great. Little did they know. They helped his greatness Turn into excellence, and they helped his excellence turn into magnificence. And watch how this works. Your friend circle, mm -hmm, even when they feel some type of way, yes, you allow them to speak their needs. Yes, you allow them to say, Who this girl, who Harper, who this woman. You allowed him to say, "Wow, it's different, and different is weird for me. I'm in a little bit of mourning. I miss what it was or what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be, excuse me, but i'm I'm a little nervous, but I'm willing to take this ride with you because friendship friendship a new level of friendship doesn't mean a breakdown and a break up." It could mean growth, and growth doesn't have to look like what it did. It doesn't have to be us hanging out and being a trio all the time. However, there's something that needs to happen for you, and I support you. Timon and Pumbaa supported Simba. They didn't stop him from leaving. He left. Not only did he leave, they followed him, beautiful souls. They said, let's go see what is so important to our friend, Mm, child. Let's go see not only what's important to our friend, but how we can support our friend in what's important to our friend. How many of your friends are supporting you in what's important to you, even if it takes you away from them temporarily or totally? Huh? How many of your friends can you think of right now that no matter what you would do, if it is for your evolution, if it is not to break you down and tear you down, that they will stand by your side. And not only stand by your side, they rot. And this meerkat and this warthog said, I am here. Yes, when they got here, as usual, being the comic release that they are, they said, this is what we're fighting for. Oh, goodness. What is going on? When Timon and Pumbaa followed Simba, they followed him to a barren, destitute land, similar to the land they found him in. They could not understand why he would leave paradise to go back and fight for this land. But you know what they did? They trusted Simba's vision. When your friends trust your vision, it's magical. They trusted his vision. They could have said, you know what? Uh, We got waterfalls and greenery and unlimited vegan cuisine. Where we from? We don't need this here. We gonna go back. You know where we at. Come visit us sometime or not. Because this here, mm-mm. You taking us up into tenements, honey. No, 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 no. We used to live in in cul-de-sacs and you bringing me up in the hood and I ain't got time for the hood. It's scary up in here. They didn't do that. They said, if this is what you want to fight for, you are our friend. We found you. We nurtured you. We loved you back to life. And in turn, you loved us. You protected us. You adapted to our ways. You took our mantra and made it your own. And you taught us because though we told you life is crappy and and life is about being selfish, you taught us that there is a circle of life. And you showed us with your actions by not eating us, by adapting to our vegan ways, by loving us and protecting us, that we should trust your vision. Do your friends trust your vision? Do you have a vision for your friends to trust? Listen, listen. Do you have a vision for your Timons and Pumbaa to trust? We want Timons and Pumbas. But what are we doing to tell our Timon and Pumbas that they are respected, they are honored, they are admired, and that you will never steer them wrong? What are you leading your Timon and Pumbas to? You want Timon and Pumba. Are you Simba in it? Eh? Are you Simba in it? Are, are you doing anything that requires that blind faith? Are you doing anything that requires your vision being seen by others? And even if it's not seen by others, are you doing anything that is trustworthy so that even if your vision isn't understood and seen or seen and understood, that they will walk with you anyway? And not only walk with you, what did, what did they do? They put their life on the line as a distraction so that he can go back and confront and confront his backstabber, this warthog put himself on a platter. He, 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 he oven roasted himself, okay? He made himself a, 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 a full course meal so that he can be a distraction, so that his friend can go and take his rightful place. They distracted them. This meerkat screamed on the back of this warthog being chased by the same hyenas who tried to kill him. And they didn't blink or flinch. Mm Mm-mm, they didn't say, you know what? This is crazy, you asking me to do what? I gotta go. They said, the vision is yours and I am here to help you execute that vision and take your excellence into the level of magnificence. As they showed up for him before and saved his life, showing up for him now, they knew that it would be a new level. How many of you have friends who just trust that you are leading them in the right direction? How many of your friends trust that you make better life choices for yourself and for them? How many of your friends trust that you will not lead them astray? Are you someone who deserves a Timon and Pumbaa? How are you someone who says this is the kind of friend you need, but understands that you have to be a Simba in order to have these friends, maintain these friends, sustain this friendship, be the person they need in order order for them to be the people that you need. How many of you have a vision that can be respected and followed? They earn the right to not be prey. They earn the right to not be prey. They earn the right to not be prey. Are you earning your right not to be prey? This whole story of betrayal, shame, guilt, privilege, all ends up at a pivotal turning point when prey walk on the scene, when prey walks on the scene, scared, and they knew they were prey, scared, scared of being eaten, but took a chance anyway. They were scared. They were scared, but they said, how can we work this to our advantage? How many times you're in a room where you're scared and you don't work things to your advantage? How many times do you have an opportunity to shift Simba's mind and his natural instinct to tear you apart, compete with you, him or her? But you're scared and you don't show up and you don't tame and Puma the situation. You run and hide instead of shifting the minds of the room to say that I know you would normally compete with me, but I stand here and I want to let you know, I stand here in confidence to tell you that you should work with me instead of trying to kill me. You should work with me instead of trying to eat me. Here is what I have to offer. Hakuna Matata. Mm -mm. It means no worries for the rest of your days. You ready to harmonize? How many of you have opportunities to present yourself to the lion or the lioness, but you don't do so Because you're too afraid to step out of the prey mindset. I'm going to be eaten if I come in here. This is another room of podcasters. This is another room of chefs. This is another room of pretty women. This is another room of men. This is another room of entrepreneurs. This is another room of blank. Fill in your blank. This is another room of this. I can't survive here. They are going to tear me apart. They're going to eat me alive. I challenge you to step into your Simone and Pumba mindset and say, no, 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 no. They're not going to eat me alive. I am going to have them following me by the end of this night. I'm going to have them saying my mantras. I'm going to have them following me. I'm going to have them eating what I eat. I'm going to have them singing what I sing. I'm going to have them on the life architect train, choo choo, before this night is over. I am going to have them singing it's our problem free philosophy akuna how many of you are willing to be the timon and pumbaa in the situation how many of you are willing to be the unsung heroes of the story how many of you are willing to be the unlikely ones to turn it around For someone, How many of you are willing to step out of the box of who you are supposed to be to other people in a situation, in a room, in a place, and change the narrative? How many of you are willing to not be prey, but to be the reason that someone else is ushered into magnificence? And because you are the reason someone was ushered into magnificence, you will be blessed and rewarded. You all want to talk about blessed and highly favored? Tell me that Timon and Pumbaa. Wasn't blessed and highly favored when their king, their majesty, the boy they helped raise into a man, Simba, took his place back on Pride Rock. You think anybody was eating them? No, 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 no. They were, they were royalty of the king's court. They end. They weren't worried about being the king. They were just happy to be here, happy to be a part of the reason the king was back on his throne. Everyone played a part. Mufasa had to die, Scar had to betray, Rafiki had to be the ancestor that knew better than we did from the time we were born to the time that we came back. He had to remind us that our ancestors, our father that we still hadn't grieved properly is still in us. He had to show Mufasa in Simba's face. He had to remind us of our ancestors' strength, resilience, wisdom, everybody played a part. The hyenas played a part. Everybody played a part in the reason why that boy fled and that boy was betrayed and that boy was grieving. But nobody played a part in his greatness turning into excellence, then turning into magnificence, more so than Timon and Pumbaa. Nyla next. Oh, Nyla next. Nyla Nyla did that. But Timon and Pumbaa, oh my goodness, for me, this adult eyes is personal. Because it's not only my favorite movie, as I said at the beginning, and it's not only the reason that we have an adult eyes segment, but it's also because I know that I have been and will continue to be Timon and Pumbas for other people. And I have needed and still will need Timon and Pumbas for my life and my evolution. And it's a reminder to me not to be so closed off to people who act, look and do differently from me. For people that I normally wouldn't think would vibe with me, people that I think normally don't like me because I hear that a lot. You know, I'm hearing stuff and luckily I'm ignoring it and I'm sure on my feet. I'm hearing that y'all think I'm all that and that I that I that I that I'm standoffish. No, I just protect my energy. However, I learned a lot the first time I saw it, the hundredth time I saw it, even this time I saw it, that I can connect more. I can put myself in myself in rooms more. I can not only be Timones and Pumbas for other people, I can not only be the giver, but I can be the recipient of someone who can nurse me back to life and not only nurse me back to life, take me to another level in my life, take me to a level of excellence and take me to a level of magnificence. Where do you stand with Timon and Pumba? As this episode and adult, As this episode and adult eyes segment comes to a close, I want you to sit back and assess and take inventory of the Timons and Pumbas in your life, past or present. I want you, after you assess the Timons and Pumbas in your life, I want you to then reach out to them and I want you to thank them. I want you to thank them for helping you when you were destitute. I want you to thank your Timons and Pumbas for being your comic relief when you were down and couldn't see your way out of your darkness. I want you to, I want you to thank your Timons and Pumbas for giving you a mantra and helping you move forward and change your perspective and see things differently. I want you to thank your Timon and Pumbas for being what you needed in the moment, even when you didn't know you needed it. And I want you to thank them with more than a text, if possible. We have lost the art of direct communication in this digital world. And there is nothing like a phone call. There is nothing like a video call. If you can't get to them, there's nothing like a visit. There's nothing like a handwritten letter. There is nothing like eye to eye, skin to skin. Penmanship to penmanship, direct connection. If you can, move past a text or an email. But if that is all you can do, so be it. I respect it. Reach out to your Timon and Pumbas and let them know that you are grateful for their participation in your life, that you don't take them for granted for trusting you and helping you get to the level where you are or were. Their blind faith in you. The vision that they couldn't see but moved on anyway. The loyalty that they executed. Bless them for it. Love them for it. Thank them for it. And pay it forward. Be Timon and Pumbaa for a young Simba out here in these streets. Be Timon and Pumbaa for somebody who needs something that you have to offer. Timon and Pumbaa. Na matata Hakuna matata Je yeah. ta yeah beautiful souls. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. I am always grateful for your presence. When you press play, it moves me. Do me a favor, please subscribe on every platform that you listen on. And after you subscribe, please rate the show. Your ratings and your comments and your subscriptions are so important to elevate us on any platform that you listen on. I hope to see you Saturday, August 31st, 2019 in Brooklyn, New York at Starbar from 530 to 930 PM for the ISM pod live show and recording. Until we meet again on the next episode, be sure to love yourself always in always.